Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. Hello, Alex. How you doing? Wonderful. I'm going to, I'm getting too old to get in and out of my tub. I can still do it, but it's getting more and more difficult. I'm going to have to convert everything into a shower. Okay. I've had two different stories from two different contractors. Them lying suckers. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. What, what, what did they tell you? <laughs> well, first of all, it's an old house built in 1930 on Pierce. And one said, I can't put a uh, tile shower in there because of the floor. The other one said, he has a tile floor in his, and his is on Pierce. Sure. And there's no problem. Is Can you put a tile shower in on a uh, wooden floor? Yes. Good, because that's what I want. It just it just has to be properly done. Okay. Well, I've got a good contractor. He did a real good job fixing my floor when it rotted out. Yeah. So Here's I, the key thing. When you're putting tile down on on a uh, block and base, pier and beam, any, anything where it's a wood floor, you know, where you got crawl space, instead of just three-quarter inch plywood, you've got to have two layers of plywood so that you've got a, like an inch and a half of, of uh, support there. That keeps okay. it from being springy. So when you step on the tile, it doesn't have give below it. So you, you end up, you know, uh, with a nice rigid floor, then... If you're going to use tile, they do make a man-made shower pan that you can put in to put tile in, or you can use the the mud and mortar type base. I I personally still like the old the the old mud base where you put in a layer of mortar, sloping it towards the drain, put your rubber mat in, and then a layer of mortar over that, and then put your tile on that. Um, okay. You're going to have it well, nice about, and rigid about, and good to go. What about the wall? What about the walls? I've got they put uh press board wall uh paneling on it. I'm sure that's all going to have to be ripped that, out. That comes off all the way back to the studs. And then yeah. they and then they'll put a it, it, what they should put is a concrete backer board. You know, like a James Hardy concrete backer board. Yeah. And then then they can put the tile directly onto that backer board. Behind the backer board, that you put a vapor barrier, not plastic, but a, a vapor barrier like Tyvek or Hardy Wrap or something along that line. Then your concrete backer board, and then you're good to put your tile on it. Okay, one more question. Sure. I've got a 10-foot ceiling. It's built way back when they built high ceilings. Yep. Uh, can they lower that ceiling so that it becomes like a normal shower? Absolutely. All I got to do is frame it out and... Close it in. Okay. And and if well, that's still that because and, and you can put tile on the ceiling as well. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have it tile all the way around. Yep, that's what I did in my shower when I redid it. Because uh, I'm just getting too old. Yeah. <laughs> hey, things wear out. You know that. I I as my back was bothering me yesterday. I fully understand what you're saying, Alvin. This is Jim. How can I help you? Okay, I bought uh, approved insulation from one of the big box stores. I can give you a name if you want. Uh, it was the green stuff about, I had it sprayed in 
or blown in, I guess, excuse me, about, uh, oh, it's eight years ago, something like that. No more, not much more than nine. Uh-huh. Bottom line is that uh, the house, it was about 2,000 square feet. That included the garage. It's an attached garage in the attic. And uh, it's all pulverized now. It's like, uh, it's disgusting. Yep. We're doing some reconstruction, and uh, we're sweeping it up, vacuuming up, wearing masks, all that such. Um, that stuff's not supposed to fall apart that fast, is it? If ever? It's a, if it's uh, what I'm thinking it is, because you said it's kind of greenish in color. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cellulose-based insulation, and it does degrade over time. It'll literally start falling apart and turning to dust as it ages. Usually it lasts longer than eight years, though, before it starts doing that. So what kind of time frame, uh, you know, I mean, do they, is there any warranty with that? I mean, it seems a product uh, to sell that. That you'd have to check with the manufacturer on it because, yes, they all have a certain warranty on them. And I don't know how long the brand that you got would be. Yeah, it wasn't the cheapest on it. I really, I'm shocked. I'm yep. All right, thank you very you much. You bet. Appreciate your show. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. There's a lot of maintenance issues that that we really just don't take care of on our houses, and then they become repair issues. And there really is. You know, a lot of what we call home improvement is things that if we would take care of, the house a lot of times and address them sooner, we wouldn't have to do a repair. That's kind of a good example right there. If, you, if you're if you seeing dripping water, something needs to be addressed. If it's not addressed, that problem can continue, get worse, and cause an expensive repair that you might have been able to avoid had you just addressed it when you first started seeing it. And, that, and that's with a lot of uh, repairs around the house. I, I know our family business, Due West, foundation repair. If you address it when you first start seeing signs of foundation issues, in other words, when you first see hairline cracks and things like that, you can typically address it with maintenance issues rather than full-blown foundation repair. Your air conditioning system, same thing like we were just talking about. You start seeing water dripping, there's an issue. Let's get it addressed before you got to start repairing stuff. Roof leaks, all these different things. You don't address a roof leak when it first happens. Now you've got wood that's starting to get wet and decay and rot. And before you know it, it's an expensive repair. Donna, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi. Hello. Uh, we purchased a house about a year ago, and the fireplace was painted. Okay. And we're noticing that now there's moisture. If we have any kind of paper laying on the fireplace, it gets wet. Is there some kind of sealant we need to put on the fireplace? It's only doing that when it rains or all the time? Well, I don't know. We've never checked it after a rain or before rain. We just noticed when we pick up a piece of paper that it's been laying on it, um, it was wet. So maybe it's when it just rains. I'm hoping it's is when it just rains because if that's the case it, it may be a real simple fix as far as just putting a sealer on the outside of the is it a brick f- outside fireplace yeah yeah okay it, yeah you may need to just put a sealer on the brick to keep moisture from traveling through it the first place i always tell people to check though is the very top because as how old a house is it uh, probably 30 years old. Hmm. Yeah, you're in that right age group. As that ages, the mortar that they cover the very top with 
becomes brittle and tends to start cracking, and then moisture will travel down through uh, and start getting things wet down low. And uh, it's nothing more than chipping off the loose mortar, putting new mortar on. On my particular house, when I had that problem, I actually had a chimney top made that I put on that covered it all up so I didn't have to worry about it again in the future. If okay. if it's moisture, even when it's not raining out, now we're dealing with a different issue. It can be something as simple as a leaking pipe, but it also could be, if depending on the elevations, uh, if you're getting too much ground moisture that can come up and cause these problems. So it, it all depends on where it's at, but 99% of the time, you're dealing with nothing more than a little moisture coming through the brick and, and through that mortar on the top, very easily addressed. Okay, great. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye. 713-212-5874. Oh, by the way, the people who address it, you're, you're looking t- typically for a chimney sweep because at the same time that they address that, have them check the chimney to make sure it's been cleaned out and doesn't have a lot of soot buildup. The era of the when that house was built, it typically is going to have a clay tile chimney going down that uh, is probably going to need some cleaning out. Keith, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <clears throat> I have a question. We bought a house. Well, actually, we had one built a year ago, and the builder told us every six months to pour half a cup of bleach into this pipe that's up in the attic into the air conditioning system. Does that make any sense at all? Yes, it does. I've never done that before. That That is the condensation line. And it, since it's a new home, what it's doing is that line goes all the way down and should be tying into the drain system, uh, the sewer system. But it's only uh-huh. a three-quarter inch pipe. That's and correct. the reason he has you pour that bleach in there, they tend to build up with mold and mildew in them and get mm-hmm. plugged. When they get plugged, then your primary drain overflows into the secondary drain, which is that big sheet metal pan that's under your air conditioning system. Yes, I'm familiar with that as well. And that has another drain that would start draining out over a doorway or a window so that you can see that the water's draining. That would tell you that your primary drain is plugged. But it's, if you go up there, like he told you, every six months or or so and put that bleach in there, it'll keep that drain cleaned out to where it doesn't plug up and you don't run the risk of having sheetrock damage from overflowing water. Okay, that makes sense. Now, another question. Okay. I, I realize now the house we just sold was, we had been in that house for 15 years and things were a lot different and I thought that I had this perfect calculation down about the air conditioning and how much tonnage was needed for so many square foot. And I started talking to him about that, and he said, no, 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 everything's changed. It's all about here now. And I felt kind of uh, old-fashioned and old-school and kind of dumb. I guess what worked back in the past is not the same now. What is this fear that he's talking about versus the, uh, you know, so much square footage for so much tonnage? Well, the SEER rating is just the energy efficiency rating of a system. Uh, and the tonnage of the system is is a different thing. The SEER rating, you know, right now the, the minimum SEER rating AC you can put in a house is a 14 SEER. That's the efficiency level. Kind of like on insulation, you got R13, R19, you know, R29. Um, mm-hmm. 
on air conditioners, you got a SEER rating of 14, 16, 18. Uh, if you go into the mini splits, you can get those up as, as high as like 32, uh, 36 SEER rating. Extremely energy efficient. But the tonnage is still what your size of the unit is based on. And I know what you're talking about is the old rule of thumb was for every 500 square foot of house you had, you had one ton of air conditioning. Correct. That has pretty much gone away because if you've got high efficiency windows, you got a lot of air conditioning, the house is sealed up well, you got radiant barriers, uh, how many windows you have, all those items get plugged into a computer program now that helps determine the size of the air conditioner. It's it's That's what they call the load calculations or the manual J. And anybody who puts an air conditioning system in really needs to be doing that. If they come out to your house and they say, how many square foot of house do you have or uh, what size air conditioner do you have now, we'll just replace that, run them off. They need to do the load calculation to make sure that it's calculated right for what the house is now. If, and new air conditioning systems, the reason that SEER rating is so important, an old system that was, say, an 8 SEER rating, well, the efficiency didn't matter. And if it was oversized, a lot of times the house would compensate with no big problem. With these new high-efficiency units, if you're not uh, pretty close to the right size, it won't dehumidify properly, uh, therefore it won't cool properly, and it will use more energy than it needs to to do either one of them poorly. Thanks for listening to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast. Now, I would love your help. If you enjoy listening to Texas Home Improvement anytime you want, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. Help us reach more people and grow the show in Texas and beyond. Please visit iTunes or wherever you listen and Leave us a review. I'm looking for an expert to potentially rewire our beautiful 1936 home. I don't want to damage the wall coverings and other beautiful items in this home. Do you have an expert in this field? I will tell you, though, you're really not looking for a specialty electrician. You're just looking for an electrician who's going to be careful with your home. And one of the issues that you're going to run into, a home built in 1936, more than likely, all the walls are wood. Now, you may have sheetrock on the walls, but behind it is solid wood. Typically, those homes were still built with uh, one by six boards on the walls, and uh, the sheetrock was added later. So even if they wanted to start cutting into it, it's not going to be that simple form. Uh, the other thing I will tell you is you're probably not looking at just rewiring the home, but having to upgrade the breakers and things as well. When they rewire it, though, since you already have wires, a lot of times they're able to tie onto those wires and pull the new wires through using the existing wire. It's all going to depend on if they were nailed in place or not. Uh, your home is of that time period where pretty much most of them were being wired for electricity. If we went back just 10, 
previous years, you know, got back to 1926 or earlier, a lot of them weren't wired with electricity. The electricity was added. And so with those, the wires weren't nailed in or anything. Uh, Even 1936, though, a lot of times they were not nailed in. They were just passed through and are kind of loose in the walls. But you are correct. Those older homes like that, it's time to rewire them. They've got, instead of uh, the plastic around the outside, they've got cloth. And then there is some some plastic inside the cloth, but all that stuff has just deteriorated. And if you just touch it, it'll crumble. So find an electrician who's willing to work carefully with the home instead of one who just wants to, you know, cut into everything and you'll be just fine. I've been listening to you frequently and enjoy your show. I even called for some advice once or twice, so I value your opinion. I have a chimney that is cracking on my two-story home, and this is in Sugarland. The cracks were noticed by my roofer. I'm not sure what is causing the cracks, but I also think the chimney was poorly constructed and not may not be adequately attached to the home in the attic. I also need to have the stucco repainted and haven't found an appropriate painter. Do you have someone that you can recommend for these issues? Well, first of all, chimneys a lot of times aren't hardly attached to the house. You know, if it's a brick fireplace chimney, the brick is all built first and then the framework goes kind of around it, more or less. It, it, the the two by four frames or two by sixes or whatever do get kind of entwined into the brick, but there's not a big attachment like it, like you would think there is. Uh, Sometimes I have a sewage smell in my bathroom. I poured a little bleach down the shower drain and it went away. What is causing this? My and then this is a separate question. My attached garage gets extremely hot, and is there something I can do to help this problem? Well, let's let's address the sewage smell first. There's a couple things that can be causing it. One, and, and I'm almost wondering if this isn't the cause, if your P-trap in the shower dries out because it's either got a hole in it or you don't use that shower often enough to where the water evaporates and you are now have a dry P-trap, you start getting sewer gas coming into the bathroom. And that can be just horrible smelling. And by dumping water in there or bleach, as you did, that solves it. But the other thing that can that bleach can solve is sometimes in a P-trap, it'll build up enough slime and this mold-type stuff with the hair and all that that it starts to decay. And it, it just really smells nasty. By dumping bleach in there, you kilt that. So I can't really tell which one it is based on the email, but the next time you start getting the smell, check and see if the P-trap is dry. Uh, You should be able to look down in there and and usually see water. Uh, At the very least, you can go down in there with a little stick or something to see if it's wet. And that should take care of, you know, if it's it's dry, that tells you, hey, the P-trap's not holding water or it's been too long since you used the shower. Uh... And the P-trap is dried out. If it's wet in there and you're getting the smell and you can dump bleach in again and it goes away, that'll tell you that it's just getting some gunk in there 
the P-trap needs to be snaked out, you know, reamed out to get all the gunk out of there and clean it up, and that should take care of this odor then. Your other question, my attached garage gets extremely hot, and is there something I can do to help this problem? Radiant barriers can help a lot of times with a hot garage like that. Uh, you know, insulation will do nothing for you on it, but the radiant barrier stops the heat from coming in to begin with. Insulation only works when you have a space that's air-conditioned because it slows the heat transfer where radiant barriers block it. So that would be my recommendation on that. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com. 